but you shall receive power. But you shall receive what? After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. But you shall receive power. But you shall receive what? He said, But you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. How many of you have the Holy Ghost here tonight? Let me see your hand. Oh, if you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, okay, please put your hands down. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you have not filled with the Holy Ghost, you've not received the Holy Ghost. Let me see your hands up tonight. I want you to understand something. The devil has been playing around with us for so long. Because he looks at us as Christians. We look so weak. We look so incapable. We look so nervous. So he's walking on our heads. He's stepping on us. He's playing around with us. Because he looks at us and says, Oh, I know this one. He cannot do anything about it. I know this one. He's, so, he's such a weakling. There are many of you hearing me right now. You are born again. You have the Holy Ghost. But you are still afraid of the devil. You are still running away from troubles. Listen. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You need to go and start looking for trouble. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. You need to. Listen. The Bible says. But you shall receive power. He said. I know you have always been afraid in your life. He said. But you shall receive power. I feel God saying something tonight to somebody that you shall receive power. I don't think you are catching something here tonight. Listen, prayers have been made concerning this meeting. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I believe in what God can do. I don't even care what the devil can do. He's under my feet. See, let me tell you the truth. Eternally, the devil is under my feet. Eternally, and he can do nothing about it. Why? Long time ago, I discovered that when the Holy Ghost came into my life, He didn't just come in like an ordinary person to sit down in my life. The Holy Ghost didn't just walk into my life and say, Oh, I'm now in the life of David. The Holy Ghost came with the fullness of His personality. The Holy Ghost came with the fullness of His power. And I want to tell you one truth. If you want to ask God for one perfect tablet for all your diseases in life one perfect tablet that will solve all your problems in life one perfect tablet that will tell all your sorrows goodbye you know what the lord will tell you the holy spirit is the answer i want to get this very clearly before jesus went to heaven at the point of ascension the bible said the disciples were asking him questions they were like oh lord we thought you were the one to restore the economic kingdom oh we thought you were the one to come and establish a new system we are tired of the roman rule we are tired of the physical way things are we are tired of the economy of our nation we are tired of the situation all around us when is your kingdom coming we thought that you were going to come to elevate us from this poverty from this state of wretchedness Jesus did not say, oh, yes, just like I promised, I'm going to come. No, Jesus said, it is not of you to know the times and the season that the Father has placed in his hands. But your own business now is that you shall receive power. I don't think you get that. He said, what you need is the anointing. Maybe you are here, you have been feeling feeling your examination time after time, time after time. The Holy Spirit is saying tonight, but you shall receive power. Maybe 
have been here, you have been confronting situations. And maybe your finances, you are just in a very ugly state in life. Your business is going backward and backward and backward. The Holy Spirit is saying to you tonight, but you shall receive power. Yeah. And maybe you are here tonight, you've been tormented by demons. Some people cannot close their eyes for one second to sleep. The moment they close their eyes, the demons appear. You know, sometimes we sleep, we just take sleeping for granted. You just lie down, oh, the only thing you remember is, oh, you are waking up, oh, it's 6 a.m., oh, I've got to go to work, oh, I've got to do this. There are some people that are afraid of closing their eyes for one minute. Because the moment they close their eyes, they start seeing masquerades. They start seeing horrible beings. If you are one or you are such tonight, God is saying, but you shall receive power. Listen. Jesus did not produce a weak new creation. Jesus did not produce a weak church. Listen. Jesus did not produce a church that will be running away from the devil. The Bible said that knowing that in the last days, Jesus was talking to his disciples. He said the love of many shall wax cold. Do you know what that means? It means that a time is coming. And we are in that time right now. I don't think we are even talking about something distant. Where people will no longer be focused on the power of God. Because they are giving up on it. They say, oh, going to church, I don't even go to church. What is the difference? People who don't go to church are prospering more than God. What is the difference? Also, the love of many shall wax cold. Why? They, are, they lack the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Not because the Holy Ghost is not in their life. But because they have not taken advantage of His power. Now, I want you to understand the word. Jesus did not say, but I will force the power into you. He said, but you shall receive it. That means the responsibility is on you. And my question to you tonight is, have you received the power? Have you received the power? Because when you receive that power, where you were, were once a failure, you will go to that same place and become a victor. Listen, listen, listen. Samuel was instructing Saul on what God wanted to do in his life. You all know the story. When Samuel poured the oil on Saul and told him you are the next king, you are the desire of Israel, you are the answer to the prayer of Israel. The Bible says that Samuel told Saul, you are going to see many signs. There are many signs that are, that are going to characterize this vision, this thing. Many things will prove to you that these are the words of the Lord. And he said one particular thing that changed my, my mentality about the Holy Spirit. He said, when you meet with the prophets, he said, you shall be changed into another man. He said, the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon you and you shall become another man. You shall become another man. No longer the nervous man. No longer the fearful man. No longer the failure. No longer the, 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 the one who doesn't have control over his life. But by virtue of the presence of the Holy Spirit, he said you shall become another man. Praise the name of the Lord. Do we see our people in this house? Praise the name of the Lord. I want you to understand something. In life, it's a choice to either live a natural life or a supernatural life. It's a choice. He said, you shall receive power. Oh, I, I, I wish somebody would say tonight, Lord, I receive power. I wish somebody can say tonight, Lord, I receive power. I wish somebody can say tonight, Lord, I receive power. Maybe you are the one who has been tormented by sickness. God is saying tonight, but you shall receive power. 
because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is the answer to the problem of every man the anointing of the Holy Spirit will set you on fire the anointing of the Holy Spirit will change the atmosphere around you the anointing of the Holy Spirit will take you from the level you are to the next level now let me tell you something I believe everybody here is coming from one church or the other I believe everybody's coming from one church isn't it everybody belongs to a church isn't it if by Sunday you go to church and nobody looks at you and say hey David you are looking different then you, you didn't receive anything here tonight if you leave this meeting this evening and go back to live an ordinary life then you didn't receive anything this evening because the power of God cannot be hidden the power of God is for displaying the kingdom of God somebody was just telling me a story this evening while we we're coming he told me about a preacher who just walked into a bookshop the preacher was not holding his Bible the preacher was not putting on his suit and tie he went into a bookshop the way every other person would go into a bookshop and a man just came up walked up to him and just you know trying to greet him just shook him by shaking the man that was just like an ordinary man he told me that this man fell under the anointing and he was healed of his infirmity instantly Power. listen it's not until you put on collar white collar or put on tie and put on suit and tuck in your clothes sometimes you might look so rugged you might look like oh a raster man you might look put, put on your jean trouser put on a palm sander a rugged shirt boy you are a container of the power of the holy ghost you are containing that power i want you to understand something the christian is not a weak person the christian that i know from the bible is a man full of power but why are we so weak today why do we look so helpless today i mean why do we go about looking for who we pray for us we are in a, a, a time and a dispensation where we ought to go about laying hands on the sick and having them recover but we are still going about looking for who we lay hands on us it's not normal I want to tell your neighbor say it's not normal I don't know if you are satisfied with that kind of life but I've made up my mind I am not going to live an ordinary life not in this life not not when I have the Holy Spirit he said but you shall receive power Oh, I like that. There's something about Jesus that is so fascinating. The Bible says something amazing about him. In the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Oh, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power now let me paraphrase that word for you how God empowered Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil let me tell you the truth that is the reason why we're here this evening because God wants to empower you God wants to fill you with his anointing God wants to fill you with his Holy Ghost and with power. And you know what God is going to do? God wants to send you out to the world. Where there are real troubles. Where there are real situations. Where there are sick people. Where there are the lame, the wicked, the poor, the tired, the frustrated. He wants to send you to go about and do them good. 
Oh, you're not excited about this. Listen, let me tell you something. Listen, this is one of the scriptures that excites me more than any other. Because you might think I'm reading this when I want to read that scripture, I'll say, Oh, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Well, that's what the, what the Bible says. But you know what, what, what I read out from that scripture? It said, How God anointed David Okoye with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he goes about doing good. In case you don't know who David Okoye is, he's the person talking to you right now. In my Bible, when I read that word, that scripture, I put my name there. Why? The Bible tells us that the reason Jesus Christ came to earth is to show us how we ought to live here on earth. And if you are living anything short of the life that Jesus Christ lived while he was here on earth, then you are living an ordinary life. If the life you are living is still the that somebody can look and say, Oh, I know why he's a I know why he's so good in his school. I, I know he had a good scholarship. I know he went to university. I, I, I know why his business is prospering. I know he has a brother who used to sponsor him from America. I know he has a sister and uncle somewhere. If your life can be understood, then you are living an ordinary life. But when you come to the place that people cannot understand, they say, What a wonder. What a wonder. In the world is this guy getting the same? We can't see any help coming from any human aid. But the man is prospering. We can't see him vibrating under the anointing. But the power of God is oozing out of him. Until people begin to ask, what manner of man is this? You are still living an ordinary life. That is what, see, let me tell you the truth. The reason you are on earth here is so that Jesus, go and read the book of Ephesians. The Bible says that Jesus left the church here on earth to display his wisdom all over the world. He said he wants the angels, the principalities, the powers to look at us and say, wow, Jesus has duplicated himself on the earth. That is what the Pharisees did not understand. They thought they were killing one man called Jesus. They thought they were crucifying that man called Jesus. They thought once and for all we are going to do away with that man called Jesus. They thought we were going to put him out of record. We are going to get the attention of the people out of, out of him. They made a great mistake. Jesus, went before he died, you know what he said? He said, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abideth alone. He was only telling you that I am only a seed. Hallelujah. And God has planted me on the earth as a seed. He said, devil, watch out. There's going to be a harvest of, of, of seed. There's going to be a... Now, you see, he's telling the devil, you only know of one supernatural man right now. You only know of one man who is going about healing the sick and bringing deliverance. But watch me. He said, kill me. You want to kill me? Kill me. He said, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. If it doesn't happen, then there will still remain only one Jesus going about doing good. But as long as the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. How many of us know how to farm here? Okay, how many of you have ever planted anything in this in, this, in your life? Even though it's just one grain of corn. If you just planted some lemons in your hand. Now, do you plant one seed of corn and get a harvest of one seed of corn? It never happens. Even if you made a mistake and open the ground and put it and do it like this, as long as it's going to germinate, as long as it's going to germinate, you can't get one seed. No matter how bad that seed is, you can't get one seed. That's what Jesus said. He said, except a corn of wheat. Now, those guys were just looking, they said, what is he talking about? 
But the Bible says that Jesus actually uses the church to display his power on the earth today. Meaning that you looking at me right now, Jesus wants you to start going about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. Listen, I don't, I don't know. What do you think it will be like if only 100 people in the church of Jesus Christ today will begin to do the same thing Jesus was doing when he was on earth? Just 100 people. What do you think it's going to be like? People will say, wow, what is happening? And if at all there are going to be 100 people, I've made up my mind to be one of them. Because me, I'm not going to live an ordinary life. I am not going to live an ordinary life. Why? I, I, can't, I can't understand how I can be anointed by the Spirit of God in such a manner. The same anointing of the Holy Spirit that was on Jesus. Oh. The Holy Spirit is not in measure, it's not in particle. You don't say, okay, Jesus had the whole Holy Spirit. Now you, you have one hand of him. Now you have one eye of him. You have one ear of him. You have the whole Spirit of God. In fact, we have the fullness of the Spirit of God. I want you to close your eyes and say to yourself, say, I am not ordinary. Say, I am not ordinary. I want you to say it with some, some strength in you, some grace in you. Say, I am not ordinary. In the world, the devils be tormenting you. Listen, you see, when knowledge comes, that's why you see, that's why I talk, I, talk, I talk to you about the purpose of this meeting. Forget about who is not here, forget about who is not here. God wants to deal with you. God wants to see, He said, as long as you can hear this thing tonight, it will change you, it will change you because I'm so inspired by the life of Jesus Christ. He said he was so anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power he went about doing good. Now, do you look around the world today and see sick people? How many of you see sick people every day? They're everywhere. You need to go about you see who are lame, who cannot walk. Some of them are even sitting on wheelchairs. They can't go anywhere until somebody comes to. Do you know what that means? That means they no longer have a wheel on their own. Even if they want to go to the market, they are going to depend on somebody. Who is going to accept to carry them to the market? And if, anybody, if nobody chooses to help them, they are going to remain at that spot. Because of the sickness that has come upon them. Do you see real problems in the world today? Do you see souls that have not heard the word of God plunging into hellfire? In fact, somebody say he saw a revelation lately. That the Holy Spirit, God opened his eyes and he discovered that people were entering into hell in mass. It's like multitude plunging into hell. And that it was like if they were being pushed from the back because of the amount of people coming. That when they get to the edge of hell, it's like trying to stop, trying not to go. But because of the pressure from the back, they are going into hell. Every day, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that hell has enlarged itself. So what are you doing? Are you going to sit down there and watch? The question I want to ask is, where is the power that God has given to the church? Where is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Where have you hidden it? Tonight is the night of activation. You are going to activate the power of God. For you who have received the Holy Spirit, that power is inside of you. You don't need to receive another one. It's inside of you. We are going to steer it up tonight. And that's why we have come. We want to learn how to steer up that power. And for some of you who don't know what it means to have the Holy Spirit to receive the power of God, tonight is your night to receive Him. And your life will be changed eternally. 
Let me tell you the truth. I'm a living testimony to what I'm telling you. I used to be a very nervous Christian. I, I didn't want to even have anything to do with the crowd. I didn't want to have anything to do with anybody, any stranger. When visitors come to my house, I used to run into my room. I don't want to see them. I don't want anybody to confront me and say, how are you? I don't want anybody to see my face. I was that nervous. But not when the Holy Ghost came upon me. When the Holy Ghost came upon me, I didn't believe that one day I'm going to stand before people and tell them about Jesus. But it's the same thing that happened to store. He said that and when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall become another man. You shall become another man. Praise the name of the Lord. Someone might be asking, what's the anointing? The anointing is the burden removing and yoke destroying power of God. And the only evidence that the anointing is present in any place is that burdens are removed and yokes are destroyed. You can't try to play, play the anointing. If it's not there, it's not there. But God has given us a life of power. He said, you shall receive power. I wish you could understand the scripture tonight. Have you received the power of God? You shall receive power. You shall receive power. You shall receive power. Now, look at the world today. I want to just describe something to you. When Jesus died and resurrected from the dead, the Bible said that he resurrected by the power of God in the book of Romans. But I want you to understand something amazing about the life of Jesus Christ. The Bible said that before he went, he breathed on, the, on, the, on his disciples and said what? Receive the Holy Spirit. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And the Bible makes me to understand that the Peter who was a nervous man before, the Peter who was a fearful man before, the Peter who could not even stand boldly before a little girl and say, you know Jesus. The Bible said he preached just one sermon and 3,000 people were saved. Now in those days, 3,000 is like saying, I don't know how to quantify it, it's like saying maybe 600,000 people in one night. Because think about it, in those days they didn't have microphones, they didn't have speakers, they didn't have the, 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 the amplifiers, they only had ordinary voices. But he preached by the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible makes us understand that 3,000 3, people were saved instantly one night. If you read from the book of Acts chapter 1 to chapter 6, it talks about how the power of God was working through these people. Now, I want you to be sincere to yourself. Do you see the power of God the way it talks about in the book of Acts? Do you see it? How many of you see the power the way it used to be? But the Bible said that the glory of the latter house, the glory of the latter house, ought to be greater than the former. So why are we not walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Why are we not manifesting in the, Holy, in the power of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to tell you. If you read the book of Mark chapter 16, some of know it from verse 15. Jesus said what? Go ye into all the world and do what? Go into all the world and do what? Now, by your own judgment, are we doing that? Are we doing that? Okay, let me ask you. Are you doing that? I want you to be sincere. Are you doing that? Don't you think that's the reason the devil is chasing you up and down? Because to manifest the power, you must be obedient to the instruction. 
if a king asks you to do something and say you go i've given you my authority go and tell that man that i say he should come here and you sit down in the house and say i have the authority of the king will that work be implemented will it be implemented the authority is useless because it's not being put into use but jesus said the power of god is not for us to have picnics in church the power of God is not for us to go and make parties all around. The power of God is to win the lost. It's the authority of Jesus Christ. Listen, the lost matter to God more than anything. Those who are not born again matter to God more than anything. I remember a man of God who died, I mean, had an experience. Jesus showed him certain things. He said that about five hours, Jesus was showing him different things. About heaven, about hell, about different things. That before Jesus parted with him, that Jesus looked into his eyes and said, There is a day that is coming. I dread to see that day. You know what it means to dread something? You know what it means to dread something? He said, I dread to see that day coming. Which day was he talking about? Jesus said that on that day, when I'm going to take the people I have created and cast them into the lake of fire. On that day, when I'm going to say to somebody, people that I've created with my own hands, when I'm going to say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. He said, I'm not looking forward to that day. That's what Jesus said. He said, I'm not looking forward to that day. But what touches me today is that when Jesus looks at the church, does he see people who are saying, Lord, I don't care if anybody is doing no, but for me, I will go for you. Is God seeing people like that in the church today? It's like everybody is carried away. Everybody is carried away. What is your prayer point? In those days, prayer point used to be, Oh, I want to know Jesus more. I used to hear of a man of God, because most of you know the writings of Kenneth Hagin. That in those days, after church services, people will come to the altar. They will gather around the altar. They will surround the altar. They will be weeping. And they will be for money, far away from it. Are they weeping for what they want? Far away from it. They are weeping for one thing. Lord, I'm hungry for you. Lord, I want to know you. But today, before you mention prayer request, before you even finish my job, my house, my, you know, and Jesus is looking at us. Is this what it's all about? Look at the word of God. He said, you seek first the kingdom of God. And it's right. What has happened? And you see today, the reverse is the case. We are seeking every other thing. And the kingdom of God and his righteousness, they are far behind us. Tonight we repent in the name of Jesus. Sometimes I feel like telling the Lord, I say, Lord, if nobody will go for you, I will go. Lord, if nobody will step out, Lord, I will go. Even if I'm going to look like a fool, I will go. Why? I look at the, the life of Jesus Christ. I look at the fact that somebody took the time to talk to me about Jesus Christ. I look at the fact that somebody made a sacrifice. Maybe he must have left his house. Maybe he must have left comfort. Maybe he must have left certain things, sacrificed things. And said, oh, today I must preach the gospel to this man. Do you know people are not aware of this thing? I was one of those asking this question. I said, no. He has not heard the name of Jesus. It's not his fault. Maybe if he had heard, he would have made the right choice. But he has not heard. You can't blame him. 
Maybe he was not living in a village, in a place where they preached the gospel. Maybe he never attended any crusade. Maybe he didn't even know that there was anything like Jesus. But you know what the Holy Spirit said to me the other day? He said that for every soul that dies and goes to hell, having not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, that there must be a believer that must answer that soul. There must be a believer that must answer for that soul. You know why? God is the God of justice. Just die in the same without God having sent somebody to him ahead of time. Somebody is obedient to him. He's not doing what he has to do. And just think about it, you're on earth and you already imagine the fact that the blood of people are on your hands. You are not yet died though. You are still on earth and the blood of your hands. I don't want to live that kind of life. Now, when you think about that, how many people have died around you that God is going to ask? Think about your neighbors. Have they heard about Jesus? Oh, I know, I know, I know. They see you carry Bible to church every Sunday. But that's not the gospel. Jesus did not say, go ye into all the world and show them how you go to church. He said, go ye into the world and do what? I've heard people say, oh, my life is preaching to them. My life, I'm living a life that is preaching to them. There's no shortcut about this thing. Preach means to talk, to declare, to announce. To proclaim, to shout it out loud. Your life cannot make somebody. Your life cannot tell somebody. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. You can't be living your life and somebody will say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you are the Son of God. It will be. If you look at that person, you know that something is wrong. It's not normal. Your life cannot just. Of course, there is a place for good conduct, but we must talk about it. We must declare it. And the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter, I mean, Mark chapter 16 verse 20. It said after Jesus had given them the command. They didn't sit down somewhere and say, oh, we have received power. He said we should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Woo! Peter did not tell Paul, hey, I got the power. And they sat down. The Bible said they went about. They went everywhere. He said the Lord walking with them. He was confirming the word of signs following they went about. Do you know what that tells me? The Bible did not say that Jesus, as Jesus was going about, they were following him. The Bible said when Jesus was saying that, he disappeared. He went to heaven. That means they took the initiative and said, if Jesus said this sign shall follow me, meaning that if I come to Oguashuku, the signs will appear in Oguashuku. So let me carry the signs to Oguashuku. Let me carry the gospel because the anointing follows the gospel. That, you can't disconnect it. As they went, he said the Lord was walking with them and confirming. What is going to what is it going to be like today? If you, you, you suddenly every word you say, God confirms it with signs and wonders. Every word you say, God confirms it with signs and wonders. How many of us would like that kind of life? That kind of life we're meant to live. But the devil has cheated us so much. Today you see Christians living as beggars. Why? We have forgotten the first love. We have left our place of assignment. And our power, uh, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, is connected to our job. I pray that God will open your eyes to see these things tonight. That's my prayer for you. That you will see these things tonight. I don't want to live an ordinary life. I want to live like Jesus Christ. I want to go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. Because God is with me. I want to live with the consciousness of Jesus Christ in my life. You've heard of men like Smith Wigglesworth who entered into trains. 
he was just going this i mean on, on, on an errand this every other person going on an errand the history tells us that this man will sit down in a plane or rather there was an incident that happened a lady was close to this man and the daughter of the lady or i mean of the woman was was sick he told her madam what's wrong with your child the woman was like don't 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 bother about that it's my problem just forget about it he said tell me what's the problem with your child he said don't bother forget it it's not your business it's my business but the child was sick so at the, when it got to a point he said something to get her attention he said if i were to tell you that there is there is a medicine that can cure you of every sickness there's a miracle tablet that can change every situation will you want that medicine the woman looked at him and said yes give it to me i want that medicine that can solve every problem every disease and Wigglesworth opened his Bible and said, I'm going to give you that medicine right now. As he read the word of God from that book, that child was healed. Hallelujah. He read it. He said, this is the medicine. What did Peter and John say in the book, in the, in the, in the gates, beautiful? Silver and gold, I don't have. He said, but I have something. Such that I have, I give unto you. He said, in the what? in the name of jesus christ of nazareth he said rise up and walk do you know that if you go into your school to your place of work to your marketplace and start laying hands on the sick and they begin to recover do you know you're going to get the attention of everyone in the school how many of you know that you're going to get the attention of everyone just imagine if i go to the marketplace now and i lay hands on one madman and say be healed in the name of jesus and suddenly his senses comes back and he starts saying oh i can i, I can think right oh I, I i see things right do you think everybody will just say oh that's a good thing no people will say hey who is that why because it's not a normal thing it's not a normal thing the person the thief the devil he said he could not but for to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Bible says that Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and do what? Have it more abundantly. In other words, what Jesus was saying that the thief, the devil, comes to steal and he does that through his people, isn't it? He does that through human beings, isn't it? He comes to kill, he comes to destroy. But he said, you, you are my own people. I want to use you to give life to the world. And that life means salvation that life means healing that life means the miraculous it means any good thing you can talk about but, but the point here is this the anointing will change your life you know what you cannot do the work of god without the anointing of the holy spirit that's i'm emphasizing the anointing but it's so unfortunate that some people haven't received the anointing they are so conscious of they're just looking for how to use power power but they're not careful about the lives of people the main assignment that they've been sent to do but there's something I want us to understand. Jesus wants to send us to the world. Or rather, he has sent us to the world. But he wants us to go because the time is short. And in these last days, God is pouring out his spirit like never before upon his children. You, you need to see what is going on all over the world today. There's this song I like singing. It's an old time song. If I sing it, all of you know it. It says, all over the world, the spirit is moving. All over the world, as the prophet says, it should be. All over the world, what? There's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I want you to understand that it's no longer a prophecy. It is happening right now. The spirit of God is moving all over the world. Things are happening. And you know what is happening right now? It's no longer maybe as though God is looking for some special people. Anybody who says, yes, Lord, I will go. God will send him. Anybody. 
because God wants to do a quick work. Listen, the time is short. Some, some people, you know, some people think, that, oh, men are not yet born again, so it will take time before Jesus comes. You are kidding. Christ is very, very much at hand. And if you are playing with your life, it's time to put it straight. This is the time to get busy and do the work of God. Jesus said, Blessed is that man who will die in his place of assignment. Blessed is that man who, when his master comes, he will find him doing what he has asked him to do. Where will Jesus find you? Will he find you at the cinema? Will he find you at the party hall? Or will he find you doing what he has called you to do? Name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. He said, But you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will preach the gospel without the power. But tonight, you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto Jesus Christ. You shall go and tell the world, I am a living testimony of the fact that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers in the name of Jesus. I'd like you to stand to your feet right now.